Still, we fucked up. Fucked up bad. Tell me something encouraging. I just smoked a buck. I smoked a fork. Oh my god, my first year. Alrighty, guys. Thanks you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Ridge to Ridge Outdoors. I'm sitting here with Timmy Coles, Ryan, and Brandon. Yeah, man. Real quick, before we get going, guys, let's uh, give a shout-out to the supporters of this podcast, Archery Geek Custom Strings. If you need a new set of strings, hit up Evan, Archery Geek, or what's his Instagram? Archery Geek Custom Strings. At, at, Archery, Ge- at. at Archery Geek's Custom Strings. Hit him up, running all new strings, bloodlines, he'll get you any color you want. He pretty much works on every bow. Yep. There's not really a bow out there that he won't get the specs for and make a make a set of strings for and uh also big shout out to bruce down bow and arrow shop hit him up down lakeside california man he'll set you up right you're looking for a new bow you want to get your bow tuned on whatever you're looking for all hunting gear needs hit him up and can't forget about right to bear arms down at alpine drew and trent they got rifles shotguns uh, optics everything you need to become a rifle hunter and can't forget about tricer usa the lightest and fastest glassing system on the market yeah man speaking of tricer usa um Timmy and Brian just got back from a badass public land pig hunt. And Brian used that GTP2 on a set of trekking poles. I wonder if they can hear those dogs going on. Probably good. And now I want one. (laughs) Either way, they used the GTP2. Well, Brian took the GTP2 that Drew gave us um, and absolutely fell in love with it. It was money, dude. It is. Perfect for that terrain. The stability, I think they're good up to 12 power binos, the weight. Yeah, and I had the tens on there, man, and they were just—I I got tired of carrying around that big uh, tripod all day mm-hmm. after that first hike Timmy put us on. <laughs> so I'm like, screw this! I'm taking uh, taking out the GTP two, and yeah. oh my god, what a lifesaver! Timmy, did you you check it out? Yeah, I want one. You do, huh? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, man. Every time I've ever used it, I've always walked away going like, God, this is like the best gift to the backcountry hunter. It's it's kind of the same thing. Like what I do when I go deep in the mountains, instead of taking the tripod, I'll take um, like I'm talking about deep brutal stuff i just take shooting sticks that way i can shoot off them or i can uh, glass from them but yeah. his is way more stable than mine it is no dude. Doubt. and i've always like you can because those trekking poles when you kick them at the angle it, it actually works good and you can hold them just like this and that you can rest them against your face or you can actually hold them i like to when i get comfortable i like to just rest them onto my like my prism you know mm-hmm. just rest them on the bridge of my nose and uh you you're about as stable as they get on your head yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it, it's like a game changer for me, big time. Dude, and they, like, they have a little flex to You know, your poles have a yeah. little bit of flex to them, so you're able to pan. So I was talking to Drew about it, and he's like, how come he wasn't running a pan head? I was like, well, you don't have $400 for an outdoors head. Yep. An outdoorsman's head, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, But the reality is is you can take any, pretty much any of the, the pan heads you have on your tripods. Like, You can take it off the Vortex GTP Swap it right Pro over. and put it, put it right on it. Yeah, I have that, out, that outdoorsman. Yeah, I know it after. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you do have. Yeah, that's what I got. Oh, dude, see, so. is that the one with the strap that goes over? No, no it's, it's just a post. It's just a post, a post like a little post. screw that screws into your binos. Yeah, on the front. Yeah, and it locks post. right in. All I know is if you guys are looking to go deep and you want to shave weight, I think my tripod, that GTP or that GT Pro, that Vortex, is like four and a half pounds. Yeah. And when you when you're walking terrain that you guys were on, four and a half pounds is huge. Dude. It is huge. Oh, yeah. It may dude. not feel like it the first few hundred yards. But you start sucking wind. The first few hundred yards was vertical. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, dude, it was yeah. literally straight up. Yeah, like, you could touch. You're almost crawling. Yeah, see, and that that's where that type of lightweight gear comes into play. Like we've always been a big proponent of, look, you don't need all the expensive gear. 
Because technically you don't. You're just going to suck more wind, right? You're, you're just going to get more wore out. You're going to be sucking more wind. You're going to have more weight on your back. But if you're in the position of where you can afford better gear, clearly there, there's but there's if room you're for not, improvement. Or you're just starting, don't spend money on yes. fancy gear. Agreed. Spend yeah. the money on the fuel Correct. to go scouting Correct. and to go hunt, to go Correct. adventure, because that's how you become a good hunter, being 100%. in the field. Gear doesn't make you good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It absolutely it, gear doesn't separate a good hunter from a bad, put yeah. it that way. It no, we doesn't. were just talking about this. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about time in the field. It's just, there's nothing. There's no, no substitute for that. Not at all. That's no. the way it goes. Yeah. But I'm just glad you guys were able to go up there, make it successful, and, and have a good time. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go, but, man, you guys went and represented SoCal. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Oh, dude. When was, was the last time you seen a pick of four pigs, poor, four public land pigs on the ground from some SoCal boys? Only people I know that hunt them other than Timmy is the Forky Nation boys, and they, you know, they do pretty good. They do oh pretty yeah, good. well they're they're savages. Yeah, they're savages. Dude. Yeah, they're they're on Timmy's level. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're, they're um. Dude, they're, I, I'll tell you, man, this guy Timmy right here. Oh my God, blowing everybody in the dust, dude. This guy goat. can. This guy can hike. We were calling him a gazelle on the trip. Well, Just flying up mountains because I, was I wasn't there, bro. I've <laughs> always been waiting for you, dude. Dude, I wait for you. <laughs> You know, I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> Timmy, I want to see you guys go head to head and hike. Man, hey, it's it's competitive. So, sometimes it's good to hike fast to get to spots to glass before mm-hmm. the, it gets too hot, and then most of the time I just like to cruise. Yeah, but, just cruise. But we were kind of running a little bit behind, so I wanted to get to a glassing point that kind of looked over some uh, private land, and uh, we we're trying to catch pigs coming up from the the private to the public. Yeah, and so, that dude, that right there. So like, numerous times on this podcast have we given like legit tips mm-hmm. it happens all the time i mean there's little nuggets in almost every episode that we give and and guys if you're listening right now and you want to hunt public pigs right timmy just said it there's yeah there's a lot that goes into it um research for sure do the time researching if you have the time to go out and cruise around and look at spots i mean it, when pigs are in an area it's pretty obvious they root up everything so if you're seeing rooting on private land off the side of the highway well, guess what? If there's public public land on the other side, there's there's going to be pigs there too. Yeah, they're going to cross. So that that's huge. And when it comes to f- finding public land pigs, I mean, look at all the BLM areas online, and they'll let you know if there's pigs in the area or huntable amounts of pigs. Um, even if they say there's a low number of pigs, you still have a chance to kill pigs. You just got to go deeper and work harder than anyone else, and you, you'll find them. Yeah, absolutely. If, absolutely. If BLM says they're there, they are there. Yeah. So I just recently, after talking about forums um, on the last podcast, I started looking into some forums and whatnot. And it's it's funny. The guys will go and, and say, yeah, I walked up a 100-foot hill and I didn't see any pigs and there's nothing there. Well, that's that's not the case. Dude, I was just going to say that. Don't believe the rancher. Don't no. don't believe the <laughs> rancher. Don't believe the no. rancher. <laughs> <laughs> he told me the same thing he, the first time I killed a pig there. He's like, there's no pigs. I said, What's this? It's just because he doesn't want you hunting on the border that's, of his property. Yeah. No, that's not even the border of his property. Like, I went. Oh, well, he just you don't want him. you in the area. Yeah, he just didn't want us in the area. Yeah. But uh, we were there. We got it done. I yeah. was, you know, it's Sick. been getting warmer, right? I mean, here it is. It's May 4th, right? It's May 4th? Mm-hmm. May yeah, 4th. Last, day, last, like, three days have been hot. It's been hot. And all I, when above 80. I was, unfortunately, I was laid up. I hurt myself this past weekend, and, and just it just was... Not good for me, but I would remember sitting in my AC, right, in my house, going, those guys are freaking burning up right now. If like, we would have went high 90s, right? If we would have went the weekend before, the been temperatures different. were like 15 degrees cooler. Yeah. yeah. But I had some birthday stuff that I was doing with my family, so. 
How much does it affect the pigs? I would say as soon as like from here on out, pigs are going to start moving off that public land to the ranch lands at border because there's there's constant water, there's ponds, there's uh, there's no reason for them to be on the, the so BLM it's water, land. It's a water thing. Yeah. So wintertime, what I've seen so far, the rooting is crazy in the wintertime because they travel all over the place when the ground's wet. But as soon as it gets hot, they need to be near water. Yeah. They got to um, be there. Huh. So... Not that it doesn't happen, dude. Those Forky Nation boys, man, they'll oh, whack them in July, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll put them down in yeah. July, dude. It's it, it's trippy. Boots on the ground, dude. That's you gotta it. Get after it. That's hundred percent. But you can. You can find places. Which oh, I'm yeah. actually researching a place right now. I've put quite a few hours into it since we got back from hunting. Yeah. Uh, found a place that has year-round water. It's kind of hard to get into. That's probably why no one hunts mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee you, if we go there midsummer, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna kill pigs. As long as yeah, as long as the water's there. The for water's sure. there, and no one wants to do it because it's so steep. Well, um, I, I mean, you, you got to put it into perspective. Like, if you if you don't want to do it, what makes you think a you know a two hundred pound hog wants to do it? You no, know because I mean? it's it's a sacred I'm, valley. Well, I'm just saying, like in general, like if you don't want to move in the heat, like nothing else wants to move in the heat either. Yeah. So that's you know you got to get past that mental barrier and just go. But if you're they're living in an area that has water, you have to get down to where the water that's is. True. So. Yeah, I think I think it's promising. I yeah, think it's yeah. it's doable, and I want yeah. to go up and check it out. So, how did this whole thing come together? Because that we so ever since Brian came back, he's been telling me he's been getting hit up. Dudes are like, "Man, that's rad! Like, awesome!" You know, because that's what that's what if you were to ask a new person that wants to hunt, like, what do they want to hunt? Generally, it's two things: like, it's hogs. They'll say hogs and turkey. You know, like that's general consensus of what people really want to like start out hunting because they don't, you don't think of Southern California as deer, right? You never hear about deer in the news in San Diego. Like six years ago, you heard about pigs in the news in San Diego. Yeah. So it was like when people thought about hunting, it was like, oh, I want to hunt pigs, right? So when Brian posted those pictures, he got flooded and it's like, so just generally, how did this start? How did it, how did it come about? Like, how did you guys put this plan together? Well, so... Basically, I went up there and shot that pig uh, on my birthday. I think we talked about it in the last podcast. On my birthday, had a weekend away and ended up smoking a pretty nice pig. And so I told my wife, I said, from here on out, like, I'm addicted to pig hunting. I want to go every single year on my birthday. Yeah. Um, so the guy that I, I was going with, he ended up moving to Florida. And then, not to mention, I've been hanging out and talking to you guys for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going pig hunting. And it just... So happens that one of my buddies that lives up in Sacramento, Darren, that was with us, he drove down. It was a, it was a good way for all of us to get together and hunt. And then, of course, Brian's always down. Yep, all the time. Yeah, so when I started talking about pig hunting, he's like, what do you think? I said, come on, the more merry, let's, let's do it. Um, I warned them all ahead of time. I said, it's brutal. Um, the terrain is is bigger and steeper than anything you're going to you're gonna do in San Diego. And yeah. I brushed it off. <laughs> I told everyone, I said, hey, man, like I don't, I don't really like prep for hunts, but... I'm like actually working out and doing cardio stuff just for this. Yeah. Lots of leg stuff, lots yeah. of farmer's walks, lots of burpees, just getting prepared for this hunt because I know how it hurt me the first time. Yeah, uh, it looked gnarly. Seeing the yeah. picture of the, just the terrain. Yeah. yeah. It looks like Badlands. So it wasn't very hard. All I said, I'm going pig hunting in the spot. I killed a pig and hands were raised. So Oh, yeah. Let's do it. And it, yeah. Yeah. it all came together. It, yeah, it all came together. And that was the worst part. Like in the morning, um, there were certain scenarios that happened in the area that kind of pushed some animals out. Um, so in the morning where I would normally see rooting on hillsides, like in deep canyons on the way up to the glassing spot, there was no rooting. Yeah. And so I was getting a little bit disappointed and worried thinking that I just drug three guys up to go pig hunting, but it's all about the adventure. So it really doesn't matter. 
we're exploring you land anyway. Well, we were going to um, until we shot pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so on the way up, we got to the glassing point. And I, there was nothing, no sign of life, not even a bird, not a squirrel, not a rabbit, no deer, no, yeah, nothing. Um, so at that point, <clears throat> I said, well, we're going to have to change locations. It's just not going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen where it happened last year or the year before, whatever it was. Uh, we did a bunch of traveling, looking around at some other spots, public land spots. We saw pigs on private land, really close to public land. Um, ended up getting back to camp, and I said, there was a pig. So this was that was two years ago I shot the pig, and then last year I was like 35, 40 yards away from a pig, and it was squealing at me. It winded me. I was just following rooting yeah. in a really thick area, and uh, I found a bed. I found the same wallow that Darren was talking about that he saw. And as soon as I got to its bed, it started squealing at me and I just never could get an opportunity on it. I never did see it, but it was loud and it was pissed. Right. So we went back to camp. We took a quick snoozer cause we were blown out. That hike was insane. Um, so I started putting my boots on. Everyone was pretty wore out. Um, was that after we went driving, right? The next that, day. This was Saturday, right? Saturday. No, Friday. This was Friday. Yeah. We did the death, death hike Friday morning. Yeah. And we went back to camp, took a break, and then we started, that's when we started moving, right? Mm-hmm. So we got back, we slept, we woke up. Where'd we go in the... We went more north. Okay. So... That's when we saw the, uh, that one group with the cows. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's another tip, guys, where you see, like you were saying earlier, farmland, water, feed, everything. Yeah. So, you know, as soon as you see cows, obviously there's going to be water around. Right. Now, you guys were on the road when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that right there for me as a, as a, as a, a new hunter and B a very inexperienced pig hunter, right? If I would have just seen pigs like that, that's like a trip maker. Oh, we got, we all got fired up. You're like, oh, it'll fire you up in three seconds. It gets, it gets you fired up. You're like, there's pigs here. We, we ended up getting back to camp pretty late. It was a, it was a long drive back. I was tired. Um, so what did we do the next morning? Where'd we go look around? Oh, we went on the, the hike pretty much close to camp. Okay, yeah, so that morning we woke up, and um, I said, hey, I, I had a pig encounter in this area. I don't think they're going to be there, but we're going to go ahead and give it a try anyway, and we're going to bump up over the top of the mountain, which was another pretty bad hike, and we're going to glass all this BLM that backs up to um, private private ranches. We get up there, saw a couple cool velvet bucks. That's cool. Um were they decent? They had already oh. had started coming out. Oh, they already started splitting out. Past tell the tell years. me that. Oh, they were already. Oh, yeah. They bowed out. So yeah, they were good bucks. Yeah, they're good bucks. Yeah, and perfect. I was like forty five yards away oh, for man. quite some time. Yeah, and uh, so we're all hitting different parts of this ridge line, and I told the boys, I said, "There's elk in this area. They migrated like fifteen or twenty miles away from where they got released." Yeah, and they're they're in the area, and everyone laughed at me. So I'm up on the ridge line. I'm like, "Hey, there's four elk down on the on the the mountain below us," and. Brian's like, I'm packing my stuff up. I'm coming to sit next. I want to like, see, <laughs> see this. <laughs> and uh, at sick. that one peak, there's no cell phone service anywhere. Yeah, at all. So this one peak had cell phone service. So after we glassed for quite some time, I ended up seeing a doe, a couple bucks, elk, no pigs. Bunch of turkeys. Turkeys. So we get to the highest point again, and our phones start dinging. We hadn't talked to our wives, which shout out to the wives that oh, let know. us follow, follow our passions and, and let oh, us yeah. get out and hunt because that's just – Awesome. Dude, yeah. Um, they know what it takes to keep us happy, and they, they make sure they send us on our way. Yeah. Um, so we were all texting. I think Zach, Zach and I were texting our wives real quick, and this is where it gets good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so 
Ryan picks up his binos. I think you'd already talked to your wife or whatever. I didn't even, no, my phone service sucks, man. I didn't even get you one, one bar. She used my phone. That's what happened. No, no excuses. Mobile, right? <laughs> no excuses. T-Mobile? No, he has oh. Boost Mobile. Oh. No, but I, I, I have Cricket. What's the difference? That same shit. <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> but he has, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Nokia. But, but dude, something told me. I, I, t- I told myself instantly, you know. The trail we walked in on. The trail we walked in. I said, sit your ass down in glass. Yeah. So I started gla- doing so. And I'm like, oh, there's two coyotes right there. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, those are not coyotes. I think those are bobcats because, like, they didn't have tails. And then I'm like, and the tails started whipping side to side. I'm like, holy fuck, those are pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was two of them. And then, like, all of the, it was like a train, dude. They just started funneling in. There was probably, like, what, five or six? Yeah, six. Five or six pigs. And then uh, Timmy's like, what the fuck are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Get, get after him. No, no. This is how it went. Brian looks at me and looks at Zach and says, dude, those are pigs down there. I said, yeah, they're pigs. And they start chatting back and forth. And I said, there's a road that they're going to cross on a road, like a, a fire break they're going to cross, and they're going to go into the thick. You're never going to see them. I said, get off your ass and, go get and run down there and get lined up for when they cross over, you can shoot them. And they both looked at each other, threw their packs on, and like literally took off running <laughs> down, <laughs> down the hill. And yeah. he spotted the pigs. I wanted to just sit up and watch everything go down. It was just, it was awesome. I, I wanted no part of it. I just wanted to sit there and enjoy everything. You know? Yeah. Ain't that fun? Yeah. Just to watch it go down. Dude, I, I've never had that experience to like glass up an animal and have to cut them off. Like right. the amount of like time, time is of the essence. Like oh, you yeah. need a haul. The ad. pressure is on. Dude. The pressure's on. That, that's yeah. why I was like, you guys are wasting time. You're, Run. How far yeah. were you guys when you spotted him? 650. 650, yeah. 650. Dude, and we were loose dirt all the way man. down. And, and it was steep. Oh, steep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, but the wind was in our favor, so, I mean, you could make some noise. It was blowing pretty good. And, like, the adrenaline from, like, okay, we got to go now. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, heart was pumping. I was, me and Zach were hauling ass down this hill, jumping over deadfall, mm-hmm. you know, dodging boulders and whatnot, dude. And then we get a little bit closer, and then Zach sees him. And we start dropping our packs to get ready to shoot. And Zach tells me, "Have you? Sh- they're 350. Have you shot that far before?" And I'm like, "No, just take the shot, go." And then uh, I'm glassing for them, and they they come funneling funneling in like a train, dude, one behind the other down this ridge, working down. And uh, he takes a shot right over the back, dude. Yeah, like haircut, hair uh-huh. almost, dude. Like the dirt blew up and everything. And My I heart like, sank. I for thought a reason. It, and they jumped like the, the hogs. They all piled under this one tree after yeah. that shot went off because I think they were confused or whatever. And I'm, I'm like, I think he's down, but because I, I kept sawing more dirt because they all started going to the, congregating to the one one oak, and then uh, he was like, no, they're not down because he started glassing the one he was aiming at, and it was a big one. Mm. I think it was the sow was bigger than the, the boar. That, that big sow. Yeah, she was bigger. Mm. And then uh, we load up the pack. I didn't even get a chance to buckle or nothing. I just threw the pack on the shoulders. We got, and started we got to running. throw a pause on that one because as soon as I heard the shot, the tall tail, the winds him coming towards me, I didn't hear the whap. Yeah, he didn't. And do you know, my heart literally sank. I said that was miss. Like oh, that, that was our opportunity. I said that was the one opportunity we're probably gonna get. But either way, I'm enjoying my buddies, and this is cool as shit that we got an opportunity. Dude, it's always yeah. a learning experience. You couldn't see us from where we're shooting. You, at, no, right? I couldn't see where you're shooting from, but I did not hear the impact. Especially from distance like that, you should be able to hear that. That you'll echo hear the, back. Yeah, you'll you, hear that whap mm-hmm. or whatever you're gonna hear. You'll hear it. And I didn't hear it, and I was, I was like, oh shit, and so. Is it, Brian, or not Brian, um, Zach. Da- Darren hit me up on the radio. He's like, I heard a shot. What happened? I said, it was a miss. He's like, how do you know? I said, I heard it. You know, I saw it. No, I heard it. Oh, did you not see that? Did you see the dirt they, too? They were literally just right over the edge. Oh, so you couldn't even. And then all of a sudden, I see them 
cranking down the hill and I'm picking my binos. I'm like, what in the world are they doing? I hope they're not, you know, chasing them. Let them know. But they had seen them. Like they saw them on the hillside. Yeah. So they were just getting to a shooting position. Yeah. And uh, you can take it from here. Oh, dude. So <laughs> we, we start going down the uh, same canyon. They're going down, but on the opposite ridge. And uh, we get into about, I would say about 100 yards maybe. I yeah. started seeing them and Zach's like, I don't see them. And so I threw the gun up. I racked, it I up, saw I ra- I racked one. Boom, I sent it, and nothing, dude. And I didn't hear it from that either. And the, like, they just kept going. And you had them at 100, too. About 100. Free oh. hand. But dude, free Adrenaline. Hand. I was, like, shaking and everything, Running down a hill, like. Did you see where the where it hit? Like, no, it, it just impacted? No, it just, it was, it was bad, dude. <laughs> <I just> fucking, <laughs> that happens. It was mean, bad. And, and it happens. I mean, yeah. So Especially like, in the terrain you guys were in. I oh, mean, brutal. Dude. Mm-hmm. It looked like gnarly. Yeah, Darren kept hitting me up. He's like, where's the update? Where's the update? I said, they turned their radios off. They'll give us an update when they're done killing these pigs yeah and uh and so we both just laughed to each other and we just waited and waited and waited and uh finally got the call saying hey it was a clean miss on on both shots and i said all right well if they're in that canyon you know i'm gonna go way out and around and go down to this wallow that's at the bottom and then i'm gonna get up the next ridge and i'm gonna glass you guys across the canyon and see what i can see from a different vantage point and i said you three start working your way down the canyon but fan out a little bit. Yeah. That way, if you do bump them, someone's someone's gonna get likely going to get a shot. Right. Yeah. Um, you started coming down. You had them right in front of you, but they were in some thick brush. You, you oh, heard them, but you couldn't see them. Oh, yeah, dude. So Darren's up on the opposite ridge. Uh, Zach's about 100 yards up the same ridge. Mm-hmm. And I go straight down the middle. And it gets nasty. Like, I'm beating brush. I'm getting yeah. all scratched up and everything. And then I hear crashing. So, like, I'm in, I'm in some trees now. So I'm like, either that's the pigs or there's a mountain lion jumping out of the tree <laughs> or something. Dude, I was like, what the heck's that? And then uh, all of a sudden, I hear like them squealing, squealing or oinking, whatever. If they wind you, if they wind you, they oinking, yeah, whatever, they, dude. They it was, and I was close, dude. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna get charged. So I ran around to try to cut them off, yeah, just to try to get out of thick stuff, see if I had a shot. And there was nothing at all. Like mm-hmm. they went silent, and the crashing it only lasted for about three, four seconds. That was them getting out. That was them <laughs> leaving. But yep. like, it was most of it was just dead brush in the middle, right? And someone peeling out. Yep. Yeah, and then, yes. anyways, like, I couldn't find him. I met Darren up on top, and me and Zach, and Zach ended up meeting up with us. And I think that's when we decided to uh, just back out. Back out. Just back out of there. We went back to camp. We cooked up some burgers, let the heat of the day kind of settle. Um, I yeah, think we took naps dude, in the shade. Tell me this. When you guys got back the whole way back to camp, you're like, Gosh, dang. Did, did, I, did I talk any shit? I no. normally would. I think I just stayed completely just quiet, just oh. smiling, just smiling. Like, loving it. You know what, dude? Me and, we didn't put one down there, but me and Zach were so pumped up from just yeah. that experience. Like I, I was, was pumped up. I was, I was like, excited. dude, I've never had to do that in my life. Like, yeah. have yeah. to like run. literally run to get it done. Dude. It was it was it was amazing. When they're on a mission to go somewhere, you're not going to stop them. I mean, no. they'll, so, they'll go straight uphill. Yeah, they they did. They went straight up the trail that we were on. Not even a trail, it's a fire break. Um, so we get back to camp, we cook up some burgers, and we put our, our sleeping pads in the shade, and we, we crashed out for a little while. Yeah, about three hours. Yeah. Something like that. Because yeah, we were so exhausted from Yeah, dude. We I, got there and only got four hours of sleep, and I, then did a death hike. Oh, yeah, and then I, dude, I had a massive headache. I was like, dude, I'm not going to go to this afternoon hunt, dude. I'm dying right no, now. Were no. you hung over? No, no, dude, I had like two beers the night before, maybe. You just dehydrated? I think I had more than two. Oh, I, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, we're at, we're at camp. I yeah, mean, what are you supposed we're to? We're at do? pig camp, you know. Yeah, yeah, you got to have a few. But um, so everyone's kind of groggy, waking up, and I start throwing my boots on, and everyone's like, "We're doing this." And I started the truck, and I said, "This is what 
Well, we need a backtrack minute. Oh, what are we backtracking to? Remember that the new ammo I was shooting? Oh, God. I was like, dude, I, I think it's this ammo, dude. It's not shooting good. Because, like, my groups were... What, what do you think they were? Your groups were not good with that ammo. Not no, at all. They were horrible. <sighs> but with but, good ammo, shout out to Right to Bear. I shot your rifle. You shot your rifle. They had it so dead nuts sided in with whatever ammo it was. that LRX. Barnes LRX. Yeah. So dialed in. It was insane. On the money. Didn't have to touch a thing. That's a great Yeah, round. Timmy, we shot, literally shot it. Timmy checked my zero because I was, I was like dying. He's like, all right, give me the gun. I'll take it. He shot two rounds and they were damn near touching. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you that LRX, I know we're kind of getting sidetracked, but your gun, my gun, and Brian's gun both like that gun. Love or like it. that ammo. Yeah. I'm in love. LRX, dude. I'm in love. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's when we decided to get in the truck. Okay. Geared up. So I started the truck and everyone kind of walked over to it and we. We headed over to the same spot. We parked, and the whole time, every time we get out of the truck, like I'm, I'm a coyote hunter. So when it comes to parking, you slowly shut your door mm. and you don't say a word. Just keep your mouth shut. And everyone, as soon as we not, was it everyone who was it? We can call them out. I don't know. I was people would just slam the door, and then and they'd start talking in normal voices. And I, I was, I'm so, <laughs> and I'm such an asshole. I'm like, hey, shut up and stop slamming the door, yeah. like. There could be animals over the next ridge. And I kept telling them that the whole time. And uh, we get to the next spot, and that's, I think Zach slammed the door, and I just looked right at him in the eyes, and I slammed the door, and he just knew exactly what I was thinking. I didn't say a word. But no one said anything. No one spoke at all. As we started walking, there was not a word said. And um, and it was just the funniest thing, because I'd been hammering that into everyone. Just There could be animals over the next ridge. So we start making our way across this valley to a, uh, the fire break that we had went up that morning. And we literally get a couple hundred yards from the truck. I'd say like an eighth mile. If that. Eighth mile. And as soon as we started going up the fire break, you can see down both canyons. And the guys were pretty tuckered. I could tell that they just weren't feeling it. They were, they were mm. tired. Yeah. Which were, they still got in the truck to go hunting, which is cool as hell. I mean, these guys hammered. Um, and so I'm just sitting there scanning back and forth, and I look left, and there's pigs on the hillside. <laughs> and I said, stop. But and nobody heard it. No, Darren did. Darren heard <laughs> did it. Did he? And so I laid down, and I had never laid down with the pack on before. Right. I had the bipod out. I laid down, and it was kind of weird, so I unclipped and, and moved it off to the side, and I'm looking down the scope, and Brian's like, what's Timmy doing, practicing shooting with his backpack on? I was like, is this guy practicing? What is he doing? You're lucky, Timmy, <laughs> didn't just kaboom right when you said that, man. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm looking to pick through the scope at that time. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I look up, and I said, down here and so Darren told the guys there's pigs right here guys and so I'm sitting there looking through my scope and they're they're all in the brush and uh and I look over again and there's just a line of guys on their bipods oh, and I'm yeah. like this is the coolest shit yeah. ever <laughs> too bad dude too bad he didn't have someone snapping a pic of that dude we totally could have because we had time we had time oh dude and so um it was awesome no one took a shot uh, like you spot the pig you shoot the pig no one no one fired off a round. I was getting kind of nervous. I'm like, man, if I don't have a clear shot, someone else is going to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Zach's like, I'm not shooting until you shoot. And I said, deal. And Brian, Brian's like, do you have a clear shot? I said, no, if you have one, take it. All of a sudden, click. Oh, you heard click. No, no, I was like, can I take it, Timmy? You're like, yeah, go ahead. I said, I don't have a clear shot. Take the shot. Because oh. it just went click. And as soon as it went click. <laughs> he started pig, laughing. The, I started laughing. The pig took another step and just boom. And as soon as I fired off. Boom, 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 boom. And I looked over and it was all slow motion. It was like the Matrix, dude. Yes. I'm just seeing 
dust flying. I'm seeing yeah. pigs rolling down hills, and I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, this is so good. When you shot, Timmy, when you when you heard Brian click. And I, you, and I shot. You started laughing, dude. You laughed, and then you cracked one off. Did your pig drop? Like, did you know you hit? He was screaming. Yeah, screaming. Boom, and it, how Loud. far were they? 45, 50 yards. Oh, yeah. Bow range. <laughs> so you're like, bam, like as the shot. We, weird <laughs> angle. And, and the, way that, the way that the pig was, there was a tree branch. So it was one of those things. Either I aim low at a downward angle and miss the heart, or I aim high and just shoot it right in the back. And I'm like, I'm, I'm smoking this thing. Just put him down. Just put him down. It's, yeah. Things start screaming. And literally, like, I just have this big smile on my face as guns are going off left and right. Pigs are tumbling downhill, yep. squealing. I'm just like... This is what I, this is this is what we do this for. Yeah. Like it was epic. Yeah, it's just putting it all. It's like you guys put in the hard work. You guys ground your picks, and it came together the way it's supposed to come. together. No, it came together exactly how it wasn't supposed to. That's well, I'm why I'm saying like it just it like you put pigs down and you all did it. That's like the, that's like the best hunt like everybody fills a tag oh yeah that's like, <laughs> it was amazing when you dude. guys were driving up you're all hoping you're gonna fill a tag yeah you guys realize that if you pull if you fill one tag through the whole group you're lucky right every single one of you guys filled a tag i told brian this is what i told him i said if we go pig hunting i'm telling you if we spot pigs i've done this before a couple times i said it's your shot so when he said are we clear i said take it buddy like yeah. if you've got a clear shot take it if you would have had around the chamber it would have been... A, it was a big one, too. It was a different story. Dude, so how, hold on. How did that... So you didn't rack around in your chamber. You just did just, the action dude, up so and dropped like, it? Or how did was, this happen? Like, Zach said there was pigs. So I was... I No hesitation. Threw my pack on the ground. And I got my rest. And then I started, you know, getting through the scope. And the guys lay down. And Timmy's like, I, you said something. If you have a clear shot, take it. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm like, I got one. Yeah, and but how did... Your gun doesn't click unless you... Because like, I've been taking the clip in and out. So you take it out. So he would have one in the chamber, pull it out, and he wouldn't. He, oh, okay. he yeah. wouldn't dry okay. fire. He just okay. left it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I thought maybe you would like during the the hectic of dropping it. You know, you. I forgot about this part. The reason why I said take the shot is because the wind hit me in the back of the neck twice, and the pig oh, started shit. getting a little bit weird. Oh yeah. When he yeah, clicked, started circling and stuff. Yeah. As soon as he clicked, that pig could smell us and walked out. Yeah, and and there, like I said, the branch was there, so I wanted him to take a super clean shot. But to be honest with you, the once after he clicked, I looked at it and I said, "That's that's a kill shot. It's gonna die. It's yeah. gonna come in right here and come out here. Yeah, and it's, it did. It's done. And somehow, where did that pig get hit? You hit him. You hit him in the top of the shoulder, right? And it came yeah. out. And then he was coming downhill. And someone was said, "Get another round in him." No, I said, "Get another round in him." I, I'm sitting there watching this pig come down. And I said, get another round, and all of a sudden, boom! And I, I think we hit him in the—I hit him in the cheek or something, right here, and just, dude, it was done. He was still, dude. Oh no, it was still kicking. He was still rah, rah, screaming, dude. Oh, I'm like, oh dude. my god. So yeah, he got hit twice, really good. And then I think Zach, after like everything, like do you know, like when you see YouTube videos and people say shit got western? Yeah. Like yeah. that's exactly what I said. I said shit just got western, dude. I think there was a couple of magazines that were completely unloaded. Oh yeah. really? So Zach, you guys are cracking. Zach rounds. went off with one round. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. he had one round. He he, yeah. he missed that pig and then shot a practice round at something. Decided I don't remember what it was, yeah. but he had one round. And he dropped he dropped one of them. And so he just waited and waited and waited, and then boom! I think Zach or uh, Darren shot twice or three times. I shot. I think I I think I shot three times too. I think the uh, did it camera die? just died on us. No, it died looks on us. like it. Did it? I think so. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you guys no, off. No, no, that's fine. We're going to have to clap it. I don't know how that... Yeah, we're going to have to edit by. some uh, visuals back into this. It'll be all right. We'll throw some clips from the... Please from hold. Or something. Yeah, it turned off as soon as I started getting excited with my hands. Yeah, I that's, think it just saw that, and it was like... It got scared. Yeah. I yeah. don't know karate. The camera's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's on. Look at that. Was it recording the whole time? No, it's off. I can always edit this stuff out, you know. Yeah, dude, but Zach had one round. Hold on. What is that? It's recording now. Recording now? Yep. Zach had one round. He dropped his pig. Uh, Darren, I think he took two or three shots at his, and he dropped it. Well, that's the thing. As soon as one shot went off, all of a sudden the pigs are just doing circles trying to figure out what's going on. So it was like a Chinese fire drill. Right. Um, And pigs, four pigs died. Yeah, four pigs died. That's really all that... uh, Dude, it, it, I mean, that's really all that matters. That's all that matters. Four pigs hit the ground. Yeah. Four tags were filled. I, I legit said, like, I'll give up my shot on a pig to Brian. No freaking problem. If if I was with one of the other guys, I would do the same thing. Like, I want them to enjoy the experience and right. want to go back up there. I killed them on that hike. Like, literally, I feel almost bad, but I, I don't because they all shot pigs. You can't feel bad. But uh, I was like, man, if I put them through this kind of shit, I'm not taking a well, shot. Well, Timmy, check this out, dude. You can't feel... Even if you guys would have came away unsuccessful. It would have been uh, awesome. It still would have been a great time. Oh, yeah. You guys missed a pig. Yeah. You got into pigs. You saw pigs. And that's hunting. Yeah. Yeah. That is hunting. There's dude. no such thing as a guarantee. No. Nope. You guys got extremely... Fortunate. Uh, fortunate. Yeah. Yes. And it worked out, dude. And you guys busted four pigs. <laughs> four so pigs, dude. dude. And the, gra- the greatest thing, four pigs down, how close... Like we already said, the distance for the I'm, truck... It was just life-saving, dude, because we were still beat up. No, I was ready to go to the top of the mountain. I was ready. I'm, gl- I'm kind of glad it, it went down the way it did. That's I did not want to hike telling anymore. You, Timmy, Timmy's a prime example of why physical fitness and hunting is so important. Absolutely. You drive all that way, you go on one death hike, and you're like, fuck, I'm tired. I don't <laughs> want to do it anymore. All right, guys, so we're having technical difficulties with the, uh, with the camera. The battery's not charging for whatever reason. We thought it would be able to uh, play v- being plugged in and recording and charging at the same time. So this is why you're seeing either a Ridge to Ridge logo or the pictures of the pigs. But that being said, at this point, it's going to be audio for a little bit more until that battery charges back up, and then we'll turn it back on. But uh, to get back to it, this is exactly why it is. Um, this is exactly why it's important to be physically fit. You're able to climb. It's not necessarily if you don't get gassed out, Timmy. Because you're going to. You're going to suck wind. Mm-hmm. And it's going to suck. And, and it's to alleviate the suck. But the reality of it is when you are physically fit and you're conditioned for that stuff, it's not how fast or, how, or like it's not how fast or if you're going to get uh, exhausted. It's how well do you recover from that exhaustion. So a guy that's not physically fit, you're going to be sucking wind and it's going to affect you for a long time. It can wear you out for the rest of the day. You add heat, you add a shitty day before, a night's sleep before, whatever. It'll all tear you up. But if you're physically fit and you're able to put the miles in prior to these hunts and you're able to be able to go out and and get peak heart rate and then come back down in 30 seconds or 45 seconds and and you're fit, it allows you to persevere. It allows you to get those tough hunts done. It allows you to go out on public land and fucking get it done, dude. Like, personal recommendation, if you only have 15 minutes every morning or evening, hammer burpees, as many burpees as you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, push-up burpees, not yeah. not not the, not the what kind like, are they? Like, not, just the jump Not up. the easy ones. Like, yeah. I'm talking about, like, push-up burpees, hammer out as many as you can in 15, 20 minutes. You don't need to go to a gym. You don't need to leave your house. That, trust me, will get you in 
Yeah. Way better shape than you are now if you if you don't if work you don't out. Do that. I'm telling you, man, physical fitness is key. <clears throat> Especially, I mean, I don't know what your guys' elevation was. No, we were only like three, three to four. Three to forty-five, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so you're, just say you never got above 500 or 5,000, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's still, rel- I mean, it's elevation, but it's still relatively low. And don't overpack your pack. Bring food, bring water. Oh, yeah. Don't overpack your pack. You're not going to need half the things you think you're going to need. I know. We didn't it's cook that one mountain house on, on the mountain. Not uh, one? No, one. no, because we... I brought a few. Yeah, we brought a couple. Um, you just don't choke on me, yeah. No, uh, yeah, we got the Jetboil. I, I, not even a Jetboil brand. I got we, some Amazon brand. And it worked really good at it camp. I just wanted to try it, to be I'm, honest with you. I'm just saying, like, when you start getting into the crazy elevations, 10,000 feet, you know, 9,000 feet and higher, that's when, like, that high altitude shit will mess you up, dude, if you're not, like, prepared for it. You know, we basically live at sea level. Timo, you don't, but, like, me, Brian, and Ryan, dude, this is like fifteen hundred feet right here. Dude, I'm, like, to, I'm at forty six. Yeah. yeah, so you're I, you're up there. I moved to Denver for a year and I got sick for two days um after I moved there and it was like the worst sickness. It was altitude sickness. Al- it was altitude sickness. Yep. And the only thing they could do was prescribe me oxygen and tell me to go to a lower sea level. What what is what does it feel like? Like it's like it's like the stomach flu, um, and you're dizzy dizzy and headache, right? Dizzy and headache and it's it's like you're just overwhelmed with just a nightmare. Yeah, you're just knocked out. You're just done for the, for the time being. But you it, know, it's, at least it's it, not like seasick. It'll affect your hunt. That's oh yeah, sure. dude. That's like when um, when me and John, John, the other guy that was running the podcast with me for a while, when we went, you know, for our Utah deer hunts, and then we went chasing elk up there. He, he gets a little like finicky on the altitude sickness. Like it never affected me. I mean, I went up there. Both hunts I've been up there were like tip top shape. Like there was not a, like I was not concerned about my physical fitness at all. And he was in pretty good shape too, but it would give him a headache for like two or three days. That's wild. And it would, yeah, it's the altitude that literally would like mess with him. And he would get, you know, be slamming Advil or whatever he's doing just to keep that headache away. But yeah, that's a real thing. So he always liked to get up there a couple of days before to, to acclimate, acclimate yeah. and yeah. then be able to have a legit hunt. Because if you have altitude sickness, you know, and I don't know if it has anything to do with like the level of fitness that I was, like if my cardio was just good enough to where like the altitude yeah it it's there and it affects me but it doesn't deprive me my body's allowed to extract or it can extract the oxygen you got good lungs in your yeah i mean i mean on point way way more than i am now right like i'd have a hard time right now banging five miles like i i barely bang three and i'm like sucking wind beyond belief and i feel like i i honestly feel like if you can bang a mile you're pretty good to go yeah, I mean, you're hiking, typically when you're hunting, especially deer hunting, you're moving super slow. I yeah. Mean, there's yeah. no reason to move fast. You'll walk right by deer that mm-hmm. are 40 yards away from Correct. you. Spook them out. Yeah, dude, not I, even spook them out. You'll walk right by deer. you by them, dude. Yeah. And they'll be looking at looking you. They'll just right stand still. Yeah. But that's that's the cool thing about pig hunting or any any hunting you do. That's what I try to tell people all the time. Go out and hunt pigs. Go out and hunt coyotes. Go out. If you're a deer hunter, all those things will help you. And not mm-hmm. to mention you're seeing deer and you're, you're, you're in the field watching their behavior. So hunt everything that you can because it just makes you a more well, well, well-rounded hunter. Absolutely. I Anytime think, you can spend time in the field. I think, um, go, no, go ahead. No, I think because you were talking about that at camp too. You were talking about you want to become a good shooter, hunt coyotes. Hunt coyotes. If you want to become a great shot at fast-paced animals that are really – their vision's amazing, their sense amazing, you're going to be – having animals come in at 50 yards, 500 yards, 20 yards, you got to be able to turn your rifle and get a shot off in seconds. And if you can do that successfully all the time, 
your deer shots that you're watching and glassing a deer and you're sneaking up to a couple hundred yards is going to be cake. That shot's going to be the easiest shot you've, you've made all season in comparison to the shots you've made on coyotes. So go out and hunt coyotes. It, it, it will help you. I agree. And kill them because they kill our fawns. So kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree, dude. I think it's a uh, if, – if you're a deer hunter, you should just try to be out in the woods as much as you can. Field time is, is what kills it animals. Is. It's the field time. I mean – you just you get so much better and so much more aware and what you're looking for with the time you spend in the field. And like the same thing with finding a place to hunt pigs. I mean, looking at maps, my wife just laughs at me because I'll crack a cold beer and I'll sit there and look at maps at new areas. I have pins dropped all over the place, places I still want to check out that I haven't checked out. Right. Um, there's just not enough time for it, but like it's, you can get to the point that you can find a spot on a map or a canyon on a map and say, I'm going to go here and I guarantee I'm going to see pigs or mm-hmm. not pigs, deer. Mm-hmm. And you can do it. Like yeah. you get, you learn how to read terrain and what's in the area and what's going to hold animals. Yeah. So maps are the most important thing to finding deer. On your map, like aside maps. from being out in the field. Yeah. When you're looking at maps, what are you looking at them on? On on X. On X, and you just get on an iPad or something. No, my cell phone. You just do because I I zone out. So what was a game changer for me is I've always looked at it through my cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. I just have the app, and I've always just kind of tooled around, but I downloaded it on my wife's iPad. Ooh. She got like, I don't even know. This fucking thing's huge, dude. I mean, it's big, right? And then, like, the the detail is so much. I don't know. It's weird. It's, you get to see things a little bit different. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And in, in that iPad, it just blows it up. So, like, you're zooming in. And, like, when you go to, when you're on Onyx and you're on, you know, the layers or whatever, and then you go to satellite view. Like, when you zoom in on the iPad on satellite view, you see the terrain. You see the trails, too. Yeah, you see it all. Like, it's wild. I mean, they could be cow trails, whatever. It doesn't matter, but you see. Look for the deepest, darkest canyons and look for trails in the deepest, deepest, darkest canyons. Those aren't cows. Those are are deer. I get it, dude. And I'm saying, like, that iPad just allowed me to pick up my map reading or just looking at. Does she let you play with her iPad when she's not in heat? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Dude. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah. <laughs> to get that one, you got to listen to our last episode. Yeah, with sorry. I think it was episode eighty-three. Yeah, yeah, eighty-five, eighty-five, eighty-five. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but the you know the thing is, is it's like if you have another option to look at those maps other than your cell phone, you really should. Also, Google Maps. Google Maps is Google Maps is not Google Earth. Google Earth. Download exactly Google Earth Pro. Yeah, and um, if you can, you, you can scroll back through like time and see specific, you know, like you can go to winter and see all the, you know, see all the trails through all the, yeah, through all the trees. You're it's gonna, a little bit easier. You're gonna love this one. When I very first started hunting, I bought all the BLM maps, mm-hmm. paper maps that fold mm-hmm. out. That I bought the booklet of the National Forest yeah. maps, and I would sit there and look for spots, and then I would go on Google Earth and look at the spots on Google Earth before I knew what Onyx was. Yeah. yeah. So I did that for a couple of years. That's how I found a bunch of You know of spots. what the crazy thing is? You can still get those maps right now, and you know how inaccurate they are? Are they're, they? They're freaking inaccurate. You know that spiral-binded National That's, Forest yeah. book? Dude, that thing's so inaccurate. If you go up there and start looking around on that VID land up there behind Palomar or next to Palomar and Lake Henshaw, like there's spots where like that map book will show like National that Forest. That map touching. will get you in trouble. It'll get you in trouble. And you can show fish and game. Like, dude, this is what I went off of. and said, where's your Onyx? Really? Oh, yeah. I love Onyx. They, dude, I have an yeah. email. I have an email from Fish and Game that says, don't use anything else but Onyx. This is what we use, Onyx. Hmm. Like a legit email, I'll show you on my phone. Yeah, I've, I've fallen in love with that app. Like when I, well, it's amazing. When, yeah. we, when we drive out of, out of state or do anything, like whether it be Arizona, going out to mm. Utah, Wyoming, I literally have my phone and my Onyx oh, yeah. up on the dash. Yeah. And while so we're lucky. driving through places, Dude, I drop pins. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Dude, I, I'm or I stop you. a cow hunt. Yeah, it, it's a it's a game changer. And you know Onyx, and I think there's another one out there, Base Maps or something. I don't have yeah. it yet. Yeah, but, Base Maps. There's but they say that hunt. one's good. You know, but Onyx is just I've always had it, and it, and it allows me to just see what's around. And there's inaccuracies in Onyx. There is it, there's some inaccuracies because in it, what Onyx does is they get it from the geo maps from the actual county. So they hit up a county and say, hey, we want your geo maps. This is how we're starting our mapping system. And then they'll actually go and, and like pull that information out and put it into Onyx maps. Well, there's different, there's like, there's, there's geo maps and then there's, you get through, dude? There's geo maps and then there's, what's the other maps? The county plat maps. So there's, there's two different maps that you can get through the county. And then depending on which one they pulled the information from, will determine where that lot line is. Right, so there's yeah. an actual area that we hunt that is off significantly. Like there's actual national forest markers that were surveyed by National Forest, and Onyx is wrong right there. You can send Onyx an email, and they will fix that. By the way, all right? Oh yeah, yeah. You can let them know all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. But see what? And when I first saw it, I was like, wait, something's wrong. They moved these national forest markers back. You know, like yeah. that's how I was thinking. Like this property right here, move these back specifically to get more property out of their property, but. That, why would you do that? Why? You know, yeah, why would you do that? I mean, it's National Forest. It doesn't matter. You just walk into National Forest. But anyways, so yeah, the, Onyx is is by far the greatest thing, and Onyx is the best way to keep you out of trouble. Absolutely, and and people can use that. Like, the, the cool thing about pig hunting, coyote hunting, is they're both year-round. Yes. Anyone can do it. It mm-hmm. just takes getting off the couch and filling your gas tank. Yep. So we, we covered this in the very beginning. Anyone who does want to pig hunt, uh, we went to an area that, well, when I first went there, had never never hunted that area and, and was able to kill a pig. Like, if you if you do the research online, BLM will tell you where the pigs are. Just go out and make it happen. You're not going to kill pigs from the couch. No. Nope. Get out there. And you know what? If you go out there a couple times, it's all part of the adventure. Like, don't get discouraged. Just keep going. Look for sign. There's no sign in the area. There's no pigs. Move to another canyon. Move to another glassing point. Um just get out and make it happen. Dude, we talked about it on our actual last podcast yeah. that we did. Not with you, Timmy, but me and Brian, we did. I think Ryan was with us. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we, we've we glassed specific canyons more than once and not seen any deer. That took me four times before I saw any deer in the specific canyon. Four times. Now, that's a lot. Like, that's a, that, dude. That's a lot of time to, invested. Correct. To not see anything and then on the fourth time you see deer everywhere. Like, that's just how it goes. And that's the thing, like. Like you said, time in the field. If you know an area holds pigs, if there's sign there, just mm-hmm. because you don't see them right then and there doesn't mean they're doesn't not mean they're there. not there. You and, know, and that's that's the important thing. People people look at look at it like a job. It's not a job. Like going out, going out and glassing, going out in the field. Like that's we talked about. That's how I reset myself. Like that's how that's how I find myself, and that's how I'm okay with. It you know, working every day and the stresses of life and everything. Like getting out in the field is 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 what helps me and it, it would probably help a lot of people. So don't look at it like a job. Yeah. If you're not seeing deer, enjoy it. There's so many things that your brain thinks about while you're glassing. Um, there's, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. It's a separation from reality. separation from reality life. Don't take your cell phone with you or leave it in your pocket off. Don't be texting. Don't be on Instagram. Use it for your on X and then just enjoy the moments that you're out there because I'm telling you, it just it frees you completely. It, well, absolutely, it is. It's an experience that most people need to have. Like, and when you find success, like that right there is like the true 
primal hunter-gatherer instinctual feelings that us as human beings have. And it makes you, if, if you're successful in the field and what you do as a passion, that, that translates to everything else in your life. You're going to be a more confident person in everything you do. If you oh, can yeah. be successful at something that not many can be, it's gonna it's gonna be life changing completely. Your, your your confidence is gonna be through the ceiling. Absolutely. What did you say the harvest success rate for pigs was? It's like worse than San Diego deer. Hunting. Oh, dude. Yeah, we cracked a joke about public land pigs being easy to kill. Um, I with a super high success rate. I think public land pig success rate in California is three percent. The rest of the pigs are taken on private pay to play ranches. Yeah. So like literally, someone just told me like I'm not gonna say any names or whatnot, but. Yeah, pig hunting's a little easier than deer hunting. Yeah, no. I, I don't think so. I'll tell you right now. We just were in the right place at the right time. Maybe right. on a ranch, it might be easier. If you got a thousand pigs in front of you, it might be easier. Yeah, I just I don't think Hold on, someone, someone told you what? Um, not bashing, because he's going to listen to this and know who I am. But <laughs> I, I mean, he's going to know yeah, what he said. But it's not bashing. It's we, we went out for two days and killed pigs. That does make it look quite easy, even though it's it's not. No, we were hurting. But someone told me that. Pig hunting's a little easier than deer hunting. We couldn't even glass those things up hardly, dude. No. Like, they're so low to the ground. Like yeah. It's that, that there's a reason why all of California, even up towards Red Bluff, where they have huge populations of pigs, there's a reason why only 3% are taken on public land, because they live in the depths of hell if it's not on private land. Yeah. And that's the biggest part of it. It's it's It might be easier as an animal itself if it's standing there in front of you. It may not spook out, but you still got to put in the effort. Yeah, correct. Them, Absolutely you know? correct. Yeah. You know, it, it, they say pigs are smarter than dogs, and I believe it. They are. If you yeah. if you whiz a pig, give it a haircut. As that thing's running away, that motherfucker just shot at me. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What the? No, they're, they're smart, super clever. Dude. Yeah. I mean, you ever see them in four H? Make them sit and roll over and shit. Yeah. You know, and they're they're pigs. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so, so like. Just throw a few more tips out there, Timmy. Like, what is the telltale sign other than the rooting? Like, what do you need to be looking for? Just like deer, you're looking for tracks, you're looking for droppings, but rooting is the main one, especially depending on the time of year. Like, under what kind of trees? Oak trees. Under every kind of tree, to be honest with you, like even pinion pines or whatever, the junipers, whatever they were up there. Um, that's how I figured out how to keep going. That big ridge line I took them across, the pictures that yeah. you see yeah. of us all three dropping down. Mm-hmm. Um, as I went up that ridge, I would see some rooting. And then once I got to the top, I picked up my binos and that big bowl, like every single bush was just tore up yeah, underneath, underneath it. it. Was it fresh though? Fresh oh, yeah. rooting? We, yeah, oh, we, yeah. On the way down to uh, get the first shot off on the pigs, that Zach took the first shot off. We fresh rooting. We walked right by it in the dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was ridiculous, dude. And well, no, no. That fresh rooting was from when they came up. You guys walked past what they had already rooted. It was at like the that, top. No, across. it was like fresh, fresh. Yeah, yeah. It, like the dirt was still... It was still so wet. They, they yeah, had just done wet. that. They had just done it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I saw the rooting from pretty far away. And you, I think I posted a picture on my Instagram. Um, Brian took it with an arrow to the glassing peak. But that's why I just kept working further and further and further. And, uh, and as I got closer, the rooting got better. Once I got to that glassing point, there was just one hillside, which I pointed out to you, yeah. completely tilled up. Like yep. from the, that night, just yeah. destroyed. And that's where I shot that big. See, dude. So look for, look for signs just like you would with, with deer. And if you're not seeing, not in the summer months, obviously the summer months, they're not going to be able to dig up that dirt very well. But in the wet months, that's just follow the freshest rooting. And you, if you find rooting, you're in the area just like hunting javelina. If you're seeing chewed up cactus and, and, yeah. and scat, 
you're you're in the zone. So just because you're not seeing them, they're hard to find. Get up on a hill and glass down into them. Right. Um, same concept. Same, same. Pretty much same thing for every animal. Just time behind the glass. Yeah. My hat's still on that mountain, so we got to go back. Yeah, we got to get back up on that mountain and get your hat. Which hat was it? Shoot, I brand lost new, my deer. My brand new hat. hat. We were deer hunting. Yeah, dude. <laughs> brand like, new red to bear hat. Oh, dude, you can't lose that. Mm-mm. Let's drive back luck. up there and get it. We should. I know. Right? Or we drive to Alpine and get another one. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. yeah. No, I think we should go to Big Five, get a tag, and go back up there and get my hat. There you go. <laughs> I, I, honest, it's worth it. This this is my thought. This is what I told the guys. Um, it was like a Hail Mary to go to that side of the road. I wasn't actually planning on going to that side of the road, but there were some good uh, oaks still around, um, if that says anything to anyone. Yeah. Um, there was some st- still some good oaks, and there was that little wallow, and... So I said, you know what? There was a pig in there last year. There's a good chance there's pigs there now. To be completely honest with you, we got on the only pig group in that canyon. Yeah. In, in my opinion, judging by the sign that was there, yeah, we found the only pigs in that huge canyon. They all bumped over to private land yeah. a mile away or more. Yeah. Got so, the last ones. No, no. The, the sow and a, and a couple, couple little pigs went up into the mountains, and they're going to grow up, and she's going to make some babies, and we're going to go back up there and... Kill some more pigs. Get them again. I'm glad you guys didn't shoot the sow. Yeah, the sow. The sow's totally fine. She's up in the mountains with some pigs. Yeah. Um, I don't actually want to. Brian said, you know, why always go back to the spot that you you kill pigs. I I think that we can find areas that have way more pigs. And like I said, I've done a bunch of research, and I think I found the spot. And I think Johnny Ryan and I are going to do a field trip here pretty soon. I think I was invited, bro. Were you? I think I was. Perfect. How easy is it? To like discern a sow from a from a boar, you can tell. You can tell oh, straight up just in the binos. They're just completely different. The sows you see them different. Yeah, yeah, like the shoulders, the shoulders of a boar. Yeah, like, but the muscles, like everything, yeah, they're they're like, sh- they look they look different. Yeah, they're just jacked. And everyone says that you can also tell because you can the belly hangs down and all the nipples and stuff. But I mean, yeah, well, from forty five yards, you yeah. can tell the difference between a boar and a sow hmm. without without glass, dude. I don't know. When we saw those pigs, we started shooting. I, I don't care what they're boar, sow, or what. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds like a, such a cool experience. I, I, just, I just think it was. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Compared to our pig hunt, yeah, dude. I just think it was great, dude, that you guys got out, went out, and, and found success. Like, it doesn't. I, we're very three, fortunate. Three percenters, dude. Yeah, so, oh, I'm getting hats made for us, 3 percenter hats. Oh, dude, let's do it. Fuck, dude. And yeah. then I'm going to make some for Forky Nation, too, so Guessing let me best. know. Is it two guys? Two guys, Matt, yeah. and, Matt and Juan. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and send some hats, hats up to them because they're, they're, they're pretty badass. Like, dude, those guys are Yeah, they put cool, it down. Like, like we're, we're okay. They're badass. Yeah, they're badass. They, dude, there's a Forky Nation sticker on my safe from those guys. Dude, I need, I need a Forky Nation hat. If yeah, you guys are watching, I need a hat. They're cool dudes, dude. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like... Like I said before, uh, everybody that's listening to this podcast, don't think that, you know, Timmy and Brian and, and Timmy's boys are anything special. They just put their boots on, dude, strapped them up and went after it and, and got it in. And that's what it takes. It That's what it takes to find pigs. That's what it takes to find turkeys. That's what it takes to find deer. That's what it takes to get be successful out of state. Uh, it's just all around general consensus is just persistence. The, yes. That's it. Persistence. persistence. I'm not just a great hunter. In. I'm just a very, very persistent hunter. <laughs> and just get it in, dude. Yeah. You have to get it in. You you have to go break a sweat when it gets tough, man. Keep going. That's just bottom line. Mm-hmm. There's no other there's no other way to say it. In in grind it out. Yeah. That's the hard part. Like that's it's mental. It is a mental game. That's what hunting is, man. It's mental. It's like and that's why I think I like it so much. 
Because mm-hmm. my whole life, I've always like strived to be. I don't know. I I've always strived to do the most, try to be the best, to make the most money. Like I've always like, I've always strived to to make the most money I can, right? Like that's why I take side jobs. That's why I I continue to grind. That's why I bought my first house when I was young because I just was always wanting to just grind, right? And that's why I translate into hunting so much. Public land. That's the cool thing. Um, Like the persistence. People get tired when they're hiking. I don't look at a mountain that I have to get over, like that I have never seen before. I don't look at it and say, oh, that's going to suck. I'm like, I'm all about the adventure. So that's what drives me more than anything else. Just wanting to know. I always like, my wife laughs at me because I always want to go see new places. Yeah. Like, that's what I, we'll go drive dirt roads that we've never been on just to go see what's there. Just to go check it out. And that sense of adventure pushes me to places that I, I, most people probably would never go. Yeah. A lot of people don't, man. And oh, you know, people turn around because the, the, can- the canopy starts to close in on them and they're in their truck, you know, like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Woo, turn around. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, there's things like that that do happen and people, you know, get discouraged or, you know, individuals don't have mentors or someone like you to take them and push them and show them like, dude, this is how it's done. Right. They, and that's why they, you know, strive for these podcasts and not just this one, but other podcasts. And that's why people are starving for information is because. They don't know. They go, they get tired, and they just sit down in the glass, and they don't see anything. They get discouraged, and having they a eat mentor, a Having a mentor is huge. I just talked to one of your listeners on the way up here on the phone, actually. Uh, what, Drew? Drew. Which one? I think it was Drew. It wasn't Trice or Drew. It was no, a guy uh, that wanted to get into pig hunting. Yeah, so oh. he, he wants to get into hunting, and when we talked on the way up here a little bit. Super good guy, and that's why I told him. I said, if you can find a mentor, someone who can take you out in the field, it'll it'll change your learning curve from a few years to one year, you know? Yeah. So try to find someone in the area, and that's the thing. I, would, I, I want to. Like, I'm just a giving person. I want to help people. I want to help people do what I'm passionate about. I'm so passionate about it. I just, I know that anyone who does it will feel the same way. Yeah. I just have to really t- take a step back and not overcommit myself because I have a family that is more important than hunting, well, more right. important than anything. Of course. So if I, if I can, if I can meet up with him and, and go exploring and go pig hunting or even deer hunting, I'd love to. I just, I can't overcommit myself because my family's way more important well, than dude, anything. Well, that, dude, that's, yeah, you got to put your priorities first. And then once you have all of your priorities set and dialed in, dude, you're able to give back. And I told him, I said, honestly, the best thing, in my opinion, I said, we can go look for pigs, but you don't just, you don't go out and kill pigs. You don't go out and kill deer. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. He sounds like he's up for the adventure. He's a woodsman. Um, So I told him, I said, honestly, I think the best thing to do, get your confidence up, do a pay to play, not even a guided hunt. Do like a, like where you pay 500 bucks, you get a trespass Mm -hmm. fee. For three days or something. Three days, yeah. And, and there's just there's more available game. You can mess up a couple times and still kill a pig, and your confidence will be through the ceiling. I said honestly, that's something that I would probably do with you. So yeah. if you find, I think it's SoCal Outfitters. If he yep. contacts yeah. SoCal Outfitters, they'll do those. Yeah. If he, oh, we already got them connected. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. If he, if you book something with him, I would very likely pay the money and go and just show him anything that I can to help him. Yeah. Um, and I would also be coming home with meat. So like, yeah. I'm I'm totally cool with that for sure. But your listeners are pretty freaking awesome. Dude, yeah, they're super cool. And I'm super. a listener, so I'm pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, you are. Too. And I'm a listener. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but dude, it, it's cool, man. We appreciate you having on, dude, coming up here and telling you guys a story. I'm, I mean, I know Brian went on it and whatnot, but we I didn't want Brian telling telling it without you. No, here, no, dude. no. We needed you. No, honestly, yeah, Brian. Brian probably would have told the story 
better, and he was there, and he knows what's – I'm just glad that you guys invited me on, to be honest with you. Dude, Anytime, you're always welcome, dude. man. It's a good time, dude. You know? Absolutely, dude. That was so sick, dude, just to hear about the adventure, man. Yeah. And that's it what like, it is. That's exactly what it yeah. is. The one thing I am pissed about, though, is uh, – I mean, I don't know if I'm pissed, but, man, I wish I had me a little Euro right here. Oh, a little pig skull or what? I'll take a baby pig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we shot baby. <laughs> no, I've got I've got a big pig skull. We can put it on we can put it on the table. Dude, I'll take it. Brian, uh, you got one? You got a you got an extra one? Uh, uh we can't ruin that something, one. <laughs> something happened to the big one. I don't yeah, know what it was. Right. I think it got a bullet through the yeah. face. It happens. And that's, we happens. made a joke on the uh, we tried cooking the little ones, remember? Yeah. We put them in the foil. Yeah, the That's cheek, what I had said. The cheek yeah. meat. The cheek yeah, meat. You put the whole pig in the fire. No. <laughs> the apple in the mouth. That one that uh, got shot through the face. I said, I woke up in the morning, and I put on my ASAT camo, and Brian said, oh, shit, ASAT camo's coming out, old school ASAT. Something's dying today. Shit's getting real. And, yep. uh, and I said, I'm going to shoot a pig right in the face. And oh, he, he took my freaking glory. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, took my glory. We're going to have to throw, throw the... Uh, picture of that camo up on oh the, for on sure the well the camera the died again so yeah, we're definitely gonna be throwing up some pics and you know just throw them up yeah. old school asat yeah i run i run nothing but cheap gear just because that gives me the money to go out and actually hunt. yeah, <laughs> yeah dude exactly. you know what man it, it, i saw a thousand dollar pack on your back but whatever oh yeah wow. bruce um Appreciate i am it. definitely gonna buy that pack from you <laughs> by the way it's really nice <laughs> that pack is a thousand dollars yeah yeah the Gafaro or what yeah, yeah i was i was testing it out uh, to see if i liked it <laughs> He likes it. Then it went hunting, and I really like it. Oh, now I'm you. buying it. Yeah, well, that's how it happens. Yeah. So it is, like good it is a So I owe you some money. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alrighty, listen, guys. dude, we appreciate it for coming on, man. Thanks for coming on and helping Brian explain that story out and just giving our listeners the, the in-depth public land pig hunting story yeah. you guys put down, you know? Yeah, we're going to throw down some brats here soon. I'm yeah. down. I'm grinding tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, real quick, before we get off this, uh, Patrick actually wanted me to tell all you guys that are into overlanding to check out his new podcast that he's producing right now called The Average Overlander. You can find it on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all the all the local podcast Instagram. platforms. Yeah, he's on uh, Instagram as well. And um, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, if you guys want some new R2R hats, we got a handful left. I think we got. He's not average overlander. He's got a really nice rig. I, well, I started listen. following him, and it is, <laughs> dude, it is amazing. A little yeah. more than average. Dude, his He's, rig, Patrick's rig is fucking built dude yeah like yeah, we that, need, he yeah. he's got it he dialed. always has the nicest smile stand next to his truck and i'm like if i had that truck i would have a smile like that too <laughs> patrick patrick has there's four guys that produce that podcast they overland every weekend those guys are like guru like gear guru guys they they some guys have older rigs patrick has like the nicest rig they they just kind of all genres of overlanding and they go to these meets they do have he has like five episodes out as we speak right now it's may 4th i think he has five out uh matter of fact i'm sure he does check him out it's super rad subscribe help him out he helped me put this podcast together it's the only reason why i'm where i'm at now is because he got the fire lit under my ass so if you guys would go check him out subscribe to that and have a good one guys